going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome into the Mayo Media Network. This is Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I am Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. If you're just new to the Mayo Media Network, please like, rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment. Maybe it's a question about tonight's games, a favorite DFS play, or a season-long question. I will circle back before a puck drop. So thanks for taking the time to hang out. Five games. I got a fantastic guest, Nick Alberga from The Fan 590, joining me. Five games on the ice tonight, so we're going to break it all down, give some picks, some props, some DFS plays as well. But it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Connor McDavid staring at me 5.1. Guys, I usually don't like to take this guy because he is the best player in the world, but he's usually at 5.6 on prize picks. So first of all, you got to follow the link in the description. You get that promo code and they'll match your deposit, 100% match deposit. And then you start with McDavid and you take the over at 5.1. Not breaking any news here. Connor McDavid, really good. The Ottawa Senators, competitive, but not the best hockey team. And listen, we talked on Monday when Eric Young joined us. We said the Oilers loaded up their lines. They were looking for a goal late. They had Drysdale Yamamoto together with McDavid. It worked. Yamamoto scored a goal. They kept them together in the last game. And at five on five against the Sens, my goodness, they just had their way with Ottawa. 30 to 14, the shot attempts. 15 to seven, the shots. 13 to seven, the scoring chances. Eight, three high danger chances. That's just five on five, let alone power play time that these guys are going to get against the Sens. So McDavid had the two assists, five shots, easily got the over there. He's got five points and 10 shots in his last two games and 10 points in five games against the Sens. Drysaddle's sitting there at 4.4 as well. Ottawa has allowed the most shots at 5 and 5 per 60 minutes, according to Natural Stat Trick. The third most shots, the fifth, actually the most shot attempts and the third most shots, the fifth most scoring chances, and the eighth most high danger chances. What has that resulted in? The most goals allowed at 5 and 5 per 60 minutes. So take those guys and don't even think twice. Miko Rantan's at four and Dustin Brown's at 3.1. Like those guys as well. But I wanted to give some love to Ricard Raquel. I feel like we just, it was a little bit of love on Monday, but not enough from what this guy is doing. He enters tonight's game on a six-game point streak, five goals and 12 points over that span. Back-to-back games with three points. He's got four multi-point showings over this run as well. We just need an assist. You get two points for an assist, half a point for a shot, three for a goal. At 3.1 against the Kings, he really just needs an assist because he's got this baked-in floor, what he's doing lately, 22 shots over his past six games. Check out prizepicks.com. You can mix and match through all the sports that you love. And with that out of the way, let's bring in Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy from the Fan 590, Toronto Maple Leafs radio host and NHL host at the Fan 590. Nick, man, I'm super jazzed to talk to you. We've been just chatting back and forth, you know, on Twitter. And I know you're a big hockey guy. So I know a lot of people out there looking for a hockey follow. Nick is a fantastic one. So just, you know. Thanks for joining me and, you know, finally being able to talk hockey to you. I'm pumped up, man. Welcome. It is a pleasure, my man. Thanks so much for uh, having me on. And I had to look outside to see if the sky was falling because the Leafs have lost three in a row in regulation here. What is going on? Mm. I said maybe, I, I said to Maddie, who's running the show for us, and Eric Young, who is here, who follows the Leafs pretty closely. I said yeah. maybe it's the start of a little bit of, sl- of a slide, but finally facing adversity for the first time. What did you uh, make of last night's loss to the Jets? I love this season, right? Because it's like so peculiar and odd that it was nine of 23 of the next 23 against the Winnipeg Jets. Like, what is that? And I actually took some heat on Twitter, which is not surprising last night because on my broadcast, I just said Toronto was bored, right? Like you you play the same teams all the time. You build up a cushion in the standings and that's the way I view it. I know they lost a couple of games to Vancouver. No Elias Patterson. I thought it was two gutsy efforts. Um, 
by the Vancouver Canucks. But I think you look at last night, uh, Winnipeg was a team coming off a, a disappointing and embarrassing loss to the Montreal Canadiens. I thought Connor Hellebuck was outstanding last night. 36 saves. Uh, the top six really grinded it out, and they found a way um, again. But there's just so much left between these two teams. They're back at it Wednesday night, or Thursday night, excuse me, back at it Saturday night. And it continues as we move forward in this season. So I just chalk it up as one loss for the Maple Leafs, and I think they'll figure it out here. What do you chalk it up as, Matty Bess? Same sort of deal? Same sort of deal. I think Nick said it perfectly with they just look bored. A lot of them look uninspired except for Zach Hyman, which, I mean, if Zach Hyman ever looks bored, then there's a big problem. But the, the whole team just was lackadaisical like zoning out basically for the whole game and it's not like we're making excuses I think a lot of teams you're seeing this this year as well the avalanche look bored half the time this year I think that goes towards their uh, their spot in the standings you'll see this a lot more but when it comes to crunch time the teams that are trying to fight for a playoff spot they ain't too bored <laughs> no, they're not. Nick, I, I know it's it's tough. I mean, even the all five games tonight, these uh, it's it's a rematch, right? They all played yeah. each other the other night, and you're breaking down all these games, and they're playing. I mean, we have some data. You're They're playing each other. Teams are making adjustments. I suppose it will get a little bit more exciting when we get closer to the playoffs. For example, if Vancouver can beat Montreal again tonight, I know they're kind of out of it, but if they can go on a run and the Habs struggle and the Flames can't find their stride as well, you know, down the stretch when these two teams play each other, I think they have a handful of games in the final two weeks that could make for competitive hockey. I mean, we already, I think you were alluding to it earlier in the year, but we had a seven game series this season between St. Louis and Arizona. It wasn't all that entertaining, but if it's near the end of the season and you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot I'm, I'm sure it'll be com- you know, competitive at least yeah we hope we hope and Arizona <laughs> I believe took a uh, game seven in that's that right. illustrious series but uh you know that's my fascination and it's sort of weird to quantify uh gambling in this season but I've actually had more success than usual which is hilarious to say because that's all I do is eat sleep and watch hockey and I still lose all the time but <laughs> this year it seems to be the opposite where I'm sort of you know gaining some ground if you want to call it that this season I think it's more so the response level right like you see a team lose you know for example and we'll talk about it but Vegas loses the other night we don't know what's up with Mark Stone Alex Petrangelo I think that adds some value heightened value uh, to the Minnesota Wild, but sort of the bounce back effect like I'm hammering Colorado tonight Nathan McKinnon's back in the lineup I just think there's a lot more value to be found in bounce back efforts, especially for teams we know are upper echelon teams, Chris, and we know they're going to find ways to to win hockey games. I, I view it that way, at least. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And when Cam Stewart Jones is on Friday, he says the same thing. He's like, yeah. you know what? I'm going back to him. And it, you can kind of take that philosophy in DFS too. And I gave a bad call on Saturday for <laughs> FTN subscribers. I said Connor Hellebuck against the Habs, probably going to face 30 plus <laughs> shots. And the dude got yanked. It's funny. There was no basketball at all for the weekend. And we had, uh, you know, our sharp NBA minds wanting to play NHL yeah. DFS for the first time. And here was my shot to sell them <laughs> on DFS hockey. And I'm like, yes, Connor Hellebuck. And they're like, aren't you a Canadians fan? Why didn't you just tell me to play Montreal? I'm like, ah, you know, Hellebuck. He gets yanked. And then I was telling everybody at FTN yesterday, don't be afraid to go back. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Recency bias is a thing. You know, Connor Hellebuck, he's he's basically boomer bust in DFS. I mean, he could get lit up like that. The Jets give up a ton of quality chances. They do. Or he can just make 36 saves like he did last night and get the save bonus. <laughs> and people are, <laughs> you're crazy. I'm not going to Hellebuck. But as you talked about earlier, he was really good last night. So let's get into the games. Let's start with Minnesota and Vegas, like you mentioned. 
Last week, Vegas, they took the two games. They One was a comeback. I believe they won in overtime. Mark Stone had that phenomenal game. And then they won the next game. And then the other night, it was 2 nothing. You're right. There was no Stone. There was no Petrangelo. Batty, that's why we were getting Vegas at points bet plus money because of those guys. They, they tricked me. Uh, they're both game time decisions. Last time I saw as Stone is just fresh off being named first star of last week too. So we have Vegas minus 105, 12 and 11 against the spread. The total here is 5.5. Minnesota 14, 8 and 1. This is a fun team to watch. Vegas minus 110, 10 and 12 against the spread, 16, 5 and 1 as well. So it's a 2 nothing. Shadow victory, Capo Kakinen, he has been great. A 9-2-4 save percentage. I think they go back to him, but they've been going back and forth between him and Cam Talbot, so I'm not sure there. What do you make of this game? Is this like a wait-and-see approach? Is Petrangelo and Stone going to get back into the lineup? Is, you know, you're talking about a team bouncing back? Is this the case here with Vegas? What's your initial thoughts? Yeah, that's a difficult one, right? Because they've been winning so many games to start this season. You start to win if they, you know, they come back to reality just a tad. And I think you take those two guys out of the lineup, it's certainly not the same Vegas team, especially Mark Stone, who I think maybe there's the East Coast bias, but nobody's really watching him, and maybe they are. But he, he's got to be in the heart conversation. I know there's some big guns on Vegas, but I think he's been outstanding. And and sadly, it deteriorates the value from a DFS standpoint of like a Max Pacioretty, who's had a pretty solid last week. Um, I still like some value, underlying value in Chandler Stevenson, who will be on that top line. Um, I think you look at Alex Tuck, who's got five goals in the last five games. So I'm leaning Vegas in this game because I think there's an element of response. Maybe they don't win the game, but I think they obviously keep it close. And Riley Smith is another guy. And I know you guys have touched on this throughout this season where you're just still, you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this guy to come back after last season, put up those great numbers with Vegas. And it just hasn't happened. I'm inclined to think at some point in time, it'll happen here on this file. So Maybe I'm buying on some Riley Smith tonight as well. I love the Riley Smith call. Yeah, heading yeah. into last weekend, he had the career low shooting percentage. I know he has five goals. Two of them come over his past three games. The Sharks, they'll bring out the best in other people for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's, you know, this, Maddie knows this, people watching. We've said this a couple of times. Once you get one, you start to feel a little bit lighter. You know, Mika Zbinejad had one the other day. He didn't score last night, but he was shooting the puck. His shot prop was at two and a half. And, you know, he he cleared it pretty easily at midway point through the game. So, you know, Riley Smith, five shots in his last two games. The ice time has been there. That line has looked a little bit better. I know they had the one moment where they shuffled everybody up and they've really just split everyone up. But then I, I kind of woke up William Carlson and I'm waiting for Marcia. So as well, but that trio with Riley Smith back together, we know how good they were a few, few years ago. I'm with you. I think we'll see a bounce back here. I think we'll see Vegas's best effort. What do you make of the wild though? Since we're, we're talking about them, they, they look really promising. They do, but it's just such a curious situation. Like you look at last year, they, they fired Bruce Boudreaux and it's like, we forget that they were actually on a heater when they fired Bruce Boudreaux and it's more so they didn't have him in their plans and Bill Guerin wanted his guy and Dean Everson comes in and they've been pretty uh, lights out. I think 22, 12 and one in, in those 35 regular season games under wow. Dean Everson, who's now the official head coach for that team. But um, it, it always helps when you bring in like a lottery pick, right? Kirill Kaprizov uh, is an elite player and will be an elite player down the road in this league already, at least in my opinion. And if Matt Zuccarello's had a bounce back the last little while coming back, uh, a late start to his season, Jordan Greenway, Marcus Foligno here, like there's a lot of guys nobody knows about or talks much about, but they're having a breakout season. And uh, also in between the pipes, like I, I like what they've solidified there. 
sort of felt bad for Alex Stalock coming off a really, really good season, but no place for him ends up on waivers now with the Edmonton Oilers in quarantine. And maybe he stays there because who wants to play for the Oilers? Um, but Capo Kakadin's a nice story. Uh, you know, I, I was in the uh, small minority in the hockey community going nuts in the offseason, wondering why they signed Cam Talbot because I watched enough of Capo Kakadin to tell you the guy was a legit goalie. And, well, he's backed it up so far this year in a rookie season. He's one of the rookies nobody really talks about, but I, I think he's been incredible. And I don't know where you guys laid on it to start the year. I had Minnesota as the number four team making the playoffs in that division, so they're uh, pretty much on par with my prognostications. Yeah, it's a good call by you, both uh, with the goaltending and with the Wild. Yeah, we're in on the Wild, too. Is, and, yeah. and that's just going to be – it's going to be great come playoff time with those four teams, right, assuming the Blues get in and we got the Avs and Vegas in there, too. So that should be phenomenal playoff hockey. We'll watch that. Yeah, Stone's got 10 points over a four-game run, so it is key. I, I'm just going to go back to the same thing. I know it didn't work out Monday, but anytime we can get Vegas at these odds, like I yeah. do have respect for this Wild team. But this is – in my opinion, I think Vegas is – they're just so complete and what we're getting from flurry to think we wouldn't get this if Robin Leonard, like no disrespect to Leonard, but yeah. I mean, they would, I don't know if they'd still be going game by game, but flurry has just been phenomenal and so fun to watch. Max Pacioretty is at three and a half, the shot proc minus 162. He's had at least five shots in six straight games. We know this. He's up to 100 now. He's a volume shooter, a little bit of a puck hog. We joke here on the show that hmm. he, that's what he is. But uh, <laughs> hey, if we're going to get the three and a half, Matt, like a hops fan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am not bitter at all losing him. I, I do like Nick Suzuki. Um, but yes, Matt, Matt's Zuccarello is at one and a half at plus 100 again today. I don't understand it. If you didn't bring it up, back, I was right? going to just stop the show and be like, listen, listen, listen. We need to talk about Zook at plus or at, yeah, plus 100. It's tough. If you're on a certain book or certain books and you can only choose between Zuccarello and Pacioretty in your shot prop parlay, which guy do you go with here, Means? I think you have to go Zuccarello. I know yeah, Patches yeah. is the safe play, but plus 100 for just one and a half? Like, I'm, I'm all on that. You got to do it. Yeah, it's obviously the better odds. Two is a point of four. And and most books, too, like FanDuel. I know we have the free prop shop over at FTMBets.com where you can get the best possible odds. Odds. All you have to do is type in Max Patrick and it'll, it'll give you the best. But most books are going four, so you're asking for five for Patrick and that's a lot to ask for even though he has had five quite often this year but just for two for Zook I mean he's done it four straight games six of eights I, I gotta go back man and you know it may one of these times the the run's gonna end but the fact that he's just two here at plus money I think we gotta do it let's move over to Ottawa and Edmonton these two teams played the other night it was a 3-2 victory for the Oilers I know we we're kind of all over the sense here a little bit Eric uh Young it, He's, he wasn't joking, but he, he jokes when he brings it up that he's a psycho and he put all of his money on the Sens to win the cup. He's like, why not? Good odds. They're competitive. That doesn't sound right now. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but he almost had them the other night. He actually called a bunch of upsets. He had Arizona. He had Vancouver. And then he, I think he had Ottawa on the puck line. So he got that one. But the Oilers are heavy favorites here tonight. Minus 240, 16-11 on the season. Sens plus 200. I, I mean, I'm never going to tell anyone to just spend their hard earning money on on Ottawa to, to go into Edmonton but I just want to get your thoughts on the Oilers and I don't know what Eric always says like they didn't do much to improve their defense nothing in goal is this team good enough to beat the Leafs in the playoffs or beat the Jets 
it's tough. It's tough to answer that because they have the two ultimate X factors, right? Sure. Like Connor McDavid's so good at hockey. There's nobody even in his in his world on his planet. Um, Leon Draisaitl is a close second. I, I think those two alone are so exceptional that they can carry a team. Now, I think there's a lot of flaws with this Edmonton team. Uh, you know, he started the back end, missing Oscar Clefbaum throughout this season. I think it's been tough. Darnell Nurse has had a fantastic mm-hmm. season. Tyson Berry offensively has been excellent for this team. Goaltending, I got some major league questions. I don't think it's Alex Stalock, who I referenced earlier on, is in, is in quarantine right now. It sure ain't Mike Smith. I know he's had a hot start, but he's going to taper off. Miko Koskinen, too. So unless they address their goaltending situation, I can't view the Oilers as a legitimate contender. But in that conversation, too, you, I guess you, you, you can think about it because of McDavid and Settle, and they've shown so many times when they just can carry this team. But I, I don't know. In the grand scheme, I can't view them as legit just because of the, there's so many flaws in this roster, guys. There, there are. What do you? Th- they definitely need a goalie. Yeah. Who do you think? I mean, I'm putting on your spot here, but it's fine. Who do you think they need? Like, who who's going to be on their target for the next couple of years to just grab a goalie? Like, I think they they have to address it next season especially if they get bounced early, right? Oh, for sure. You would think. And they, they tried last offseason. I know they were in on Thomas Grace, ends up with Detroit. Um, mm. Obviously, they were in on, on Markstrom, who went to the Calgary Flames. Like, it just hasn't worked out. And I think the biggest thing you can have in this uh, era of hockey is cap space, uh, which they'll start to get beginning this season. Ryan Nugent Hopkins off the books. I, I wonder if those two sides come to an agreement or maybe they let him walk. And uh, they go elsewhere and reallocate those dollars because I think you're right. And, and the key here is to... You know, I think the biggest key in Ken Holland's a legend and a Hall of Famer, um, you know, reallocating that money and that cap, but to find a way to bring in a goalie who doesn't make a lot of money, I think will be the key here and using sort of your your assets to do so, especially again, when you're paying McDavid and Drysdale the money you are, you're going to have to be smart. And if you can find value goaltending wise, you can find value throughout your roster. It just it helps slot everything a bit better. So ultimately, right away, I think I look at Columbus, uh, you know, not to mention, right, the expansion draft with Seattle is coming, so teams That's are going right. to have to make some hard decisions. And I think if I'm Ken Holland, I can capitalize on those situations if you if you catch my drift. I, I think Elvis Merzlikens, uh, you know, come to mind, makes a lot of sense for this team. Maybe it's Corpus Allo, but a guy like that who doesn't make, you know, six, seven, eight million bucks per season, if that makes sense. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think I saw your colleague, Elliot Friedman, write that recently as well. Yeah. Like that's, that's one that really does make a lot of sense. Because they do need to figure it out. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a lot of props here, guys, for shot props. I mean, McDavid's always juiced up, and three and a half is is tough. Even though I said off the top, he's had a lot of success against the Senators. Even for a two-point game is minus 125. A two-point game for Drysaddle is plus 100. Uh, I don't hate it. If you want to take some shots, uh, we were on Monday Yamamoto for a first time or anytime. He got the anytime. He didn't get the first time. First time's tough. We always tell people, you know... <laughs> Small units, if, if you want to get involved that way. But Yamamoto, you know, a couple goals here now over the past couple of games is an you know, interesting spot for him. But there's no real shot props that that stand out to me. Maybe Stutzla, he's usually plus money, but, you know, check your book to see he, if he's out there. Brady Kachuk is minus 106, three and a half. It's not bad. Big volume shooter leading everybody in shots at five and five. L.A. Anaheim in here next. The Ducks home dogs. Plus 108, 18 and 8 against the spread, 8, 12, and 6. LA minus 125, 18 and 6 against the spread, 10, 8, and 6. The total is five and a half. Man, this was an entertaining game oh. the other night, right? Oh. 6 5 OT win. Oof. 
Ricky Raquel, you talked about him off the top, right? Like he's a guy I've been, uh, you know, pumping as well for the last little while. A six-game point streak, five goals, seven assists, twelve points, plus six. Uh, I think you find him a good value in in, in DraftKings right now. Uh, Adam Henrique, I, you know, that was the best thing about that game is it was entertaining, right? And there was a lot of offense. Normally, in what the last decade, it's been really low scoring, especially with Jonathan Quick there, especially with John Gibson. You're not getting much. And I'm just happy for Anaheim guys. They've scored 11 goals in the last two games, pretty much <laughs> matching their output for the entire season before that. And I don't know about you, how you feel about Trevor Zegers, but I think he's due for one of those breakout games. I thought that was a phenomenal pass to Henrique on the uh, game-winning goal the other night. So um, at 3100 bucks in DraftKings right now, I might be all over that tonight. Yeah, I think this is a great call. I actually haven't written down 3100 bucks. Yeah, I, I, I've been going back to him because I feel the breakout is there as well. He started, opened up, min price, 2500 but yeah, I mean, the shootout winner was nice. The, yeah. the, tr- the lacrosse attempt behind the net, it just shows like his skill. If, any, if anyone saw him world juniors, it was on full display. It was, he was lights out. He pretty was good. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, pretty good. <laughs> uh, and he's going to be real good in, in the show too. So it's only a matter of time. Do you think we can take the over here? Five and a half. I mean, there's a lot of just hot players on both of these teams. You mentioned Raquel Dustin Brown is a shot prop King. We keep going. He's minus minus one eighteen, two and a half. He's hit it in seven straight games. He had eight shots the other night. Kopitar Kempe had the big, the big night. Um, I don't know, man, five and a half. I'm kind of feeling like maybe the over here. Yeah. Like you start to get horny about it for sure. <laughs> uh, for a lack of a better word. Um, I just feel teased. Like that first game the other day, you're like, wow, every, every shot's going in. Drew Doughty scoring goals that don't count. Then he comes back and gets another point on the next, you know, attempt like a minute later. I just wonder if it hits the under tonight because these teams zone it back in. I know LA struggled the last little while after that hot streak where everybody thought they were winning the Stanley cup and they forgot this is a weird season and there's going to be ups and downs. And I think Anaheim's attention to detail defensively will be better. So I'm with you. Like I, you you think about the over, but I'm, I I wonder if it goes back to the under tonight. It's almost like the same thing we're talking about. A team loses and then it's the total too, right? Tighten up, make some adjustments. Yeah. I think you're onto something there. Maybe it'll stay away. Colorado and Arizona in here next talking about uh, heavy favorites. The Avs minus two twenty. 210 and that could get up to 230 <laughs> once people will hear that Mc, McKinnon <laughs> is back and he is back for sure seven and 16 against the spread 12 and 13 against the spread for the Coyotes plus 175 the total here five and a half you said it earlier I am 100 on the same page as you Colorado has been they've been a little underwhelming right just expectations are high I'm looking this morning they're still uh, they're they're not cup favorites but they're they're right there we got um Tampa plus 600 Leafs 650 and the Avs 800 the Golden Knights 800 as well uh Carolina is an interesting one 11 to 1 they were 14 to 1 just a couple days ago but yeah Colorado I mean it's just been it's been the injuries right two years in a row Kale McCarr out of the lineup and Landis Gog out of the lineup and you know guys are not staying healthy on this team they haven't been able to really fully hit their stride but I think we'll see it tonight Nick yeah the freakout starts to be beginning right in Denver I'm not buying it because I think you look at previous cup winners it's just all about getting hot at the right time I think Tampa is a perfect indication of that their last uh, their first two months as you say last year were a massive struggle then Vasilevsky got cooking and the rest was history for that team so I'm with you tonight um, on Colorado I think McKinnon's a little peeved if you know what I'm saying following that that hit from Bletchfield uh, uh, last week the suspension that came with it and I think he's going to rip it up tonight Uh, Philip Grubauer on a bounce back too and uh, not to mention that Darcy Kemper is hurt so anti-Ranta Mr. Inconsistent will start tonight here in a contract year 
I'm at a point where I feel bad for Arizona because their goalies can't stay healthy. Aiden Hill, uh, the guy's always playing games because, you, you know, lucky guy's getting some playing time. But it seems like one or both of Darcy Kemper and Antti Ranta are hurt on a weekly basis, man. It's nuts. It is nuts. Yeah, it's just been going on for quite some time. And Arizona just I know it's only it's a small sample size and it all depends on who you play. But over the last two weeks, I mean, the top five and high danger chances allowed and scoring chances allowed. So it's really been Ranta and Kemper yeah. kind of saving them a little bit. But you, you're dead on about Ranta. There doesn't seem to be a lot of consistency there. Yeah, I'm into these abs. We were on Nechuskin the other night. I don't know. I, I would imagine they, you know, Nechuskin falls down the lineup and Ranta was playing center. Had Nachuskin on the wing. They're just trying to get, you know, get as much offense as they can <laughs> yeah. without, you know, just apart from the two studs in Landeskog and Rantanen. So I, I like, I don't take a lot of puck lines here, but I think Colorado, Maddie, you're a puck line guy. I always call you out here for the puck line. You're going Colorado minus one and a half, aren't you? Or is in or D12 Drew Livingstone, uh, friend of the show. In your <laughs> no, I'm taking Colorado uh, puck line. I, I don't think there's a lot Drew can say. That'll deter me. <laughs> the man is the captain of the fuck the Leafs train, so I, I'm okay with taking his team and being the bigger man right now and accepting that the Avs are better with Nathan McKinnon in the lineup, obviously, and minus 200. I'm not afraid of it for the money line and, I mean, the puck line plus money. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, if you're playing it season long and, I don't know, somebody asked me the other day what to do with McKinnon and I that kind of it took me back a little bit. I was like, what do you mean what to do? People are going maybe nuts, Ben. They're going great. Just check in on the McKinnon owner in your season-long league to see if he's if he's okay, if he's doing all right. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. But just you never know, right? Just just check in on and see what's happening there. Shot props. Randon is completely juiced now. The books have caught on. I think the train, the two-and-a-half train, Maddie, is absolutely over. We ride it every single day. But, again, ftnbets.com, prop shop absolutely free parlay calculator get the best odds possible absolutely free you can type in random and see where you can get DraftKings sportsbooks has, has them right now at minus 200 that is a no go for me but i mean if you wanted to get involved with parlays obviously you can help your odds a little bit clayton keller you guys want an under here's an under he'll go over now clayton keller under two and a half seven of nine games he's gone under three shots so that's the one for me i didn't yeah i did bring up ram two and a half so Got one more game here, Montreal and Vancouver. Uh, the guys were laughing at me the other night for getting all excited about the Habs putting up a seven spot on the Jets, that it was fluky. It turned out it kind of was. They play the Canucks tonight, plus 130. This game's at midnight for me tonight <laughs> on the far East Coast, so that's fun. Minus 152, the Habs, 11 and 13 against the spread, 14 and 15 against Vancouver. Six is the total here. We were on the under at least, Matt. I don't know if we actually gave that play out, but we were giving some love to Thatcher Demko. I'm seeing price turn the page a little bit but this is the first of a back-to-back -back. i think they'll go price i'm just guessing here they play the flames tomorrow it's possible they save price but Allen has been the better goalie all year so i don't know if it really matters which guy goes against calgary um it could be Allen, but i don't think it matters i still like the under but i'll let you go and talk about the habs and the canucks and thatcher demko has really looked pretty good he's he's turned the corner for them yeah, well, first and foremost, I think Montreal wins tonight because I think there's no way Calgary loses in Daryl Sutter's debut on Thursday. Sorry to say it, but uh, it's true, and it's the back-to-back, -back, right? Yeah, yeah, um, so sure. I'm going to take Montreal money line tonight. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring, whether it's Price or Jake Allen for that matter. Uh, you're right about Thatcher Demko. Uh, he's certainly uh, evolving uh, as the season goes on, and I think ready to be that number one goaltender full-time here for the Vancouver Canucks. I you know, he's got a sub two uh, ERA in the last 10 games. Like he's on quite a heater. 
but again, it's it's Vancouver's going to have to flatline eventually uh, with Nolius Patterson, right? They've won three in a row, two against Toronto, one against Montreal. I just don't know where the offense. I, I already wondered about this team's depth when Patterson was in the lineup. Never mind out of it. Um, so I think at some point in time they're going to lose a game. I think there's a bounce back in store for Montreal tonight. I'm looking at Thomas Tatar, who's been uh, relatively hot since Dominique Ducharme took over. And uh, Yasperi Kakaniemi starting to get uh, a couple points lately. So I think there's some value in Montreal tonight, guys. See, Matt, I'm not a big homer. Those are the two guys that was on the other night as well. I don't know about Tatar's shootout attempt. That was just pathetic. Oh, I, what, was what are you stupid. doing? What is going when you're, on? When your move between your legs is as fast <laughs> as a speed of smell, you should probably pick a new one. <laughs> oh, man, that pissed me off the other night. And, yeah, they gave up the late goal. I thought they played a near-perfect game. I mean, they weren't scoring, but the five-on-five plays, they got them right here, 58 shot attempts to 34. They outshot them. The scoring chances, 30 to 20. The high-danger chances were in their favor as well. I thought they played a great five-on-five game. They usually do play a decent five-on-five game. Special teams teams gets them. And overtime, you see they're 11-6-7 on the year. They've yet to win in overtime. They just – they're completely lost when it comes to three-on-three. They don't know who to put on the ice. Philippe Deno. My goodness, man. They started a couple games ago. It was, well, the first co- the first game, Charm was Deneau. And I think it was Deneau, Armia, and Petrie. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. And then yeah. the next time, I think he took a lot of heat for it. And then the next time he started Kakinemi, Byron, and Petrie. I'm like, well, I don't like that one either. And then last night, or the time when they played again on on Monday, it was Deneau again. And they just, and his reasoning is they want to win the draw. He sees up against three forwards, want to win the draw and then make the change. It's, it's, I don't know. They need to make some adjustments when it comes to overtime. I've been telling people in FTN if you're, and Nick, you hit Tampa last night. Yeah. In game, best hit Carolina, FTN subs hit Carolina too. I've been saying when Montreal goes to overtime, take the other team. How <laughs> long? The odds are not that mm. great. It's overtime. But it's worked out. Anyways, I got to go back to the Habsu. But I like the under. I think the under is my favorite play there altogether. Let's – oh, Toffoli, this is a one-shot prop. No surprise. Minus <laughs> 162. It's a little juiced up, but 29 right. shots in six games against Vancouver. That's 4.8 shots per game, and he's averaging 3.5 on the season. So it's on that third line with Kakanemi and Josh Anderson, which you mentioned Kakanemi. That's why I like him too. He's got yeah. points in four of six back-to-back games since being on that line. Not bad. The Canucks get in. Do you think they find a way to get in? Get on one to do Owen Power contender uh, division. Yeah, do they get? Do they, do they make the playoffs? No. Is it Calgary? Do you like Calgary? Pete asked me this the other day when I joined him on you know NHL. Yeah, network Calgary or Montreal. Who do you think gets in? Um, well, it's the process of elimination. Who gets out? Right, Ottawa's out. Vancouver's Ottawa's out. out. Vancouver's out. Um, I got my wonders on Edmonton still, guys. Find me a goalie. Ooh. Maybe I consider it. I like okay. Winnipeg getting in. I like Definitely. Calgary getting in. I like Montreal getting in. So that's oh. your question. Oh, baby. I like it. There you um, go. I wonder yeah. why you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. I like the fact that, it, you know, a lot of people just automatically assume. We talked about it earlier. McDavid and Drysdale, Phenomenal. But let's secondary scoring, defense. Uh, Clefbaum is a big loss for that team. He's a guy that I like quite a bit. All right. Maybe ask me like in a month when the deadline comes. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. It'll be interesting. The the deadline's going to be super interesting this year with, you know, the the super boring. You're right. It probably has a better chance to be super boring, <laughs> but hopefully not. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk, let's talk DK. We'll get some plays. We've kind yeah. of talked about a few already, but 
Maddie made these special boards. McDavid, 9-3 tonight on DraftKings against the Sens. They got dry settle over at wing tonight, which is, you know, he's playing wing, so they're all over it. McDavid, 9-3. McKinnon, 8-7. Rantanen, 7-5. Nugent Hopkins, 7. Kadri, 6-3. Kopitar, 6-1. Miller, 5-6. Horvat, 5-5. Suzuki, 5-3. William Carlson, 5-1. So I think, I mean, my strategy tonight will be to spend up. I think there's enough value at wing. You know, to get McDavid or go McKinnon, I know both of those guys are pretty pricey, but I think, you know, if I'm going to choose between one of the two, it actually would be McKinnon for me, uh, even yeah. though I liked McDavid up at the top. Do you agree? Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Um, again, I think uh, we, we both agree that there's a bounce back coming for Colorado. I think, um, you know, we're going to see an agitated Nathan McKinnon coming back to the lineup tonight, um, full steam ahead. And I think there's some value in Miko Rantanen as well with the line mate effect there. Yeah, I would agree. If you're looking for some value, Nick just brought up Kakinami, but yeah, he's three, four, as I mentioned, points in back to back four of six. They're trying to find a way to get him going. And I think putting their, their highest goal scorers on his line has, has helped a bit. I, you know, he, he would, I'd like him to shoot the puck a bit more, but he is yeah. on that second power play unit uh, playing on the half board. So he's getting some shot attempts there as well. I wanted to throw a Kopitar if you want to be maybe a little bit different. He's on a bit of a run, too. I feel like this is a guy that gets slightly disrespected in fantasy. Stud. I mean, he's got 30 points in 24 games. He is yeah. an absolute stud. He enters tonight on a point streak as well. Uh, he's got five points in his last two games, and he's got a point in five straight hockey games. So I just think he's underpriced. Like, if he's wearing a different logo on his jersey, you know, he's has this kind of production. He's a 7K player. I know he's not a big volume shooter, but, you know, the 24 assists, whatever. I mean, I think he's a decent cash game play if you want to go that way as well. Oh, for Yeah, for sure. Like, I, th- I think you look at L.A. in general. Every time they score a goal, it's either, you know, Brown's in it, Dowdy's in it, or Kopitar. And then Kempe got a hattie the other night, right? Like, there's... There's not many guys who are going to provide offense. I think Gabe Velarde is a sneaky look as well mm. uh, in his rookie campaign, I guess, with the, the LA Kings. But you're right. Like, anywhere else, Kopitar gets some more eyeballs because he, he's had a phenomenal season right now. Yeah, and every year in fantasy, and you know this too, yeah. covering fantasy at Sportsnet, it seems people make excuses for him every year. Just like, no, they don't want to draft him. He falls down draft boards. He becomes like fifth, at least fifth, sixth round for a guy that in a full season – I, I think a couple of years ago, he had like 90 points. Yeah. He was like a seventh round pick. It's like, yeah. come on guys. Yeah. So yeah. nine points over a five game streak. Don't be afraid of Andre Kopitar over at wing patch already up at the top of the board. Eight, two dry settle, eight, one to Foley, seven Kachuk, six, nine Landeskog, six, two Gallagher, six. Yeah. So keep an eye on stone. He is six, one, um, Connor Garland, five, nine Brock Besser, five, eight, and then Brown five, seven. If you were to spend up, is anybody here appealing to you? Uh, yeah, I guess Tyler Toffoli because he owns the Vancouver Canucks. Um, you know, I want to know more about Mark Stone before I spend on Max sure. Pacioretty. Uh, I just don't, I think there's a significant hit, as I mentioned earlier on. I know Chandler Stevenson's there. I know Tuck could be there. Uh, but not having Mark Stone, I think, is so crucial um, and really deteriorates in terms of the value for a lot of the guys and decreases the value big time. So I'm waiting on that. But uh, I think there's some substantial value in Tyler Toffoli, just given what he's done this season against uh, against Vancouver, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and he had a couple chances. He had the four shots, and there yeah. three of them were right in the slot. So he could have easily lit him up again. Uh, <laughs> Anderson's 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, Tuck. 
you know, Tuck was very chalky. He was very popular last time out. Of course, Stone didn't play and he didn't do yeah. anything. He played 21 minutes, but he's been on quite the run too, shooting the puck quite a bit. He's plus money, two and a half shots, which is interesting if there is no Mark Stone. He didn't get it last time, but I have no problem maybe going back if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raquel's 4-9. Again, he's underpriced and people don't seem to be playing him even last night or Monday night, rather, when he had the two goals. His ownership was fairly yo low. <laughs> Yamamoto 4-8, Tatar 4-7. There's a lot of value, Nick, in this 4-5K to 5K range for some of these guys. I mean, I don't think Kepa's going to get another hat trick 4-3. Probably be pretty popular there. But there's some value to be had there with some of those wingers. Like, you had the choice between maybe Yamamoto or Tatar. Where would you go there? Um, I would go Yamamoto. Uh, I think the sex appeal, if you will, of playing with McDavid, a dry saddle. I, I know it's not really power play wise, but uh, five on five, he's good for at least a point, I think. Uh, I think there's pretty substantial value, quite frankly, um, in that type of play tonight. Uh, whereas you look at Tatar against Vancouver, again, we prognosticate could be low scoring. And then you look at Edmonton and Ottawa, I mean, has the ability to be a 6 5 hockey game too with both those teams, right? Yeah, great call. Raleigh Smith, 3-4 in there. I, I don't love this spot, but yeah. he is a guy that is contrarian that, as you alluded to earlier, it's only only a matter of time. And then Zegris, 3-1 in there as well. Over at D, Nurse, 6-4 up at the top. Barry, 6-3. Petrie, 6-2. Petrangelo, same sort of deal. Going to have to keep an eye on things. 6-1. Shabbat, 6. Weber, 5-9. Chikrin's been a beast. 5-8. Theodore's price all the way down here. I'm not sure what's going on there. 5-7. Makar's not going to play. Doughty, 5-5. Anybody here? Catch your eye? Well, Theodore, right? At that value, how do you not hit on that, right? He's he's an exceptional player. Um, And again, maybe it's part and parcel to what odds makers think about the chances of Stone and Petrangelo paying the... You take those two out of the lineup, you wonder about the Vegas Golden Knights. But again, we're on the bounce back. So I think you look there and I think you look at Shea Weber, some sneaky value coming off a disappointing night. Habs Twitter all over him. No shots on goal, I believe. So maybe I hit on uh, Shea Weber too. Yeah, Habs Twitter is all over him quite often. Um, Yeah, Shea Theodore shouldn't be this cheap and best. He was, I'm looking now, he was, when you're making these boards, he was 6'6 just last week. What's going on? He's 5'9". He played 26 minutes the other night. Yeah, DraftKings uh, did a lot of things with their pricing and positioning because I was basically just going to copy over the boards from the last show because it's all the same games. But a bunch of centers are now wingers and a bunch of wingers are now centers. Uh, But yeah, I'm all in on Theodore. I think out of every play on this slate, Theodore will be my staple to just auto-click him, whether it's in Mm -hmm. cash or in a GPP, and just throw him in there. Yeah, I think that's a good strategy. Uh, Gerard, 5-1, is getting a lot of ice time. He's yep. a bit of a value in there. Um, looking for some more value at D. I mean, Doughty's been great, 5-5, but looking for somebody a little bit cheaper. I've been saying Ryan Suter over Dumba. Suter's been on that first power play, eating up a lot of minutes. He had nearly 10 minutes of power play time over his past three games. Oliver ekman Larson's on that second PP unit. Don't really love Zona tonight, but he is mispriced a bit for what he can do anyways. He's 4K. Cam Fowler's been decent lately, hitting the score sheet. He is 3-7, and then Shattenkirk is 3-4. Uh, anybody else at D, really, Nick, that stands I think my to... dude, Zach Whitecloud. Oh, yeah. Call it. <laughs> Maybe he picks up a point. Who knows? Man, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Sneaky yeah. good. Yeah, sneaky good. It's just Vegas has so, so much talent. Yeah. I think yeah. he had 18 seconds of power play time the other night, and I was like, ah, I wish he'd get more, but then yeah. that means less for, for Theo exactly. and Petrangelo. So if Petro doesn't play, maybe you look at Whitecloud. I think there's some value in that. Yeah, good call. What are we doing in net here? I never spend up 
like eight three for Mike Smith at the top. Sure, he could get the W, but I just it's not really it's for me. Yeah, it's Grubauer eight <laughs> two, solid. Uh, Flurry eight one. Uh, Price is seven eight. I thought like again, I'm not trying to be a homer here, guys, but it's three straight games now. He's at least had that na- that save percentage above nine six. That's positive. It's only at nine point. It's point nine zero three on the year. He's been bad, but him and Allen seven eight. Uh, and Allen is seven, six. We were on Thatcher Demko. I don't know. Maybe we go back here. It's pot. I mean, seven, three is some nice value there. If you can get that save bonus and you're fine. What are you thinking in that tonight? I'm with you on that. Like, I think the price could be right for Kerry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 that game in general, I just, I don't know how much offense is going to come from it. And price I think has looked much better. I know he hasn't even worked with Sean Burke yet, uh, but Stefan Waits gone. The last couple of games, I think he's been more locked in. Had a great effort against uh, Winnipeg. Uh, doubles that up. I know we're in a losing effort the other night. Uh, but I, I think there's some legit value in that. So I'm going to go with you. All right. Giddy up. Matt, uh, we had some losers on Monday, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Monday was a little. Or, yeah, it was, 0 for it was, 4, I think. It was a little tough. Yeah, 0 for 4. Um, we won't dive into it. You're 70 for, uh, one. <laughs> like okay. Lovely. VGK, St. Louis, Montreal, LA. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the nicest way to put it. Uh, uh, the Montreal one ticked me off too. Cause I thought we should have had that one. And then LA came back and I was like, Ooh, maybe we get one right tonight. And I didn't work. Yeah. 70 for 112. Uh, your shot props. We started tracking them though. You gave out okay. Zuccarello one and a half patches, three and a half Perron two and a half and Brown two and a half. Uh, you got all of them except for Perron. Perron, yeah. The Blues were disappointing, as per usual. Nick, what do you make of the Blues? Like, they should be crushing the Sharks when they play them. Yeah, just another team that's waiting for the playoffs. Like, I correlate <laughs> right. that to the Maple Leafs. They're just waiting to, to, to get to the playoffs. And they're really hurt, so right? True. Like, half their team's out right now. And I think Tory Krug has struggled to man that power play so far. I think... It's, it's, it's tough to humanize the situation. Like, I'm not for one shocked that Alex Petrangelo struggled to start here in, in Vegas and ditto for Tory Krug in St. Louis, especially he spent all that time with the Boston Bruins, you know, a lot of success there. And then you move over and have to fill the big-time shoes, the big-time skates, if you will, of Alex Petrangelo. I think there's going to be sort of a time and period uh, where, you know, he gets acclimated to his new surroundings. And I... I think, you know, it's part and parcel to, um, you know, all the injury concerns right now for the St. Louis Blues. It's good to have Vladimir Tarasenko back, but there's still guys like Jade Schwartz at that lineup. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on and on. So I think, you know, I'm not making excuses for them, but I, I, I sort of chalk up St. Louis as a team I know is going to make the playoffs. They're so just waiting for the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I think it's uh, another good call. Uh, yeah. It's nice to see Tarasenko back, and I'm yeah. waiting for Mike Hoffman to get comfortable uh, in a Blues uniform as well. And, you know, We've been saying that, Matt, all year, you know, adjusting to life without Petrangelo, right? That guy is an absolute beast. So there's been some holes a little bit on the blue line, and Bennington hasn't been all that great as well. So today we'll go with um, we'll go with Vegas in the bounce back. Got to keep going. You know, anytime I see them with those kind of odds, I got to take them. Montreal and the under. I'll take Colorado on the puck line. For the shot props, just to recap, let's go back to Zuccarello here, guys. Why not? Plus money, one and a half, four straight, six of eight. He's done it. Patch ready, three and a half. Dustin Brown, two and a half. To Foley, two and a half. Matt, giving you a lot. Um, and Brady Kachuk, three and a half. There you go. If you're looking for an under, like I said, a lot of people, Nick, they always want unders. Why do you pick overs? Why do you pick overs? We like offense. That's I like why. offense, man. Yeah. 
under two and a half for Clayton Keller, but that's for you if you want it. Uh, I, I hate watching Arizona, man. They just <laughs> they they want to they put me to sleep. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and I don't know who's on the broadcast. The color guy, Tyson Nash. Yes, he's intense. The best. Uh, they, those guys are awesome. Like Biz does a great yes. job out there. Bob Hedos and uh, yeah. Matty McConnell. Yeah, they do an awesome job. You're right, though. I watch a lot it, of Yotes hockey. I, I do too. Yeah. And they, and Connor Garland was a guy we were taking early on uh, in the year for shot props. Yeah. So we were watching a lot. And, you know, they were the, the broadcast, you know, kept me hanging around. So um, I, I like that. Still rattled well. about Philly K. Like Phil Castle, like one of my fantasy leagues. I, I had no choice. Uh, it was one of those weird weeks where that, that, that time where Tampa's game got, they weren't supposed to play, then they were plugged in there. I had to find a goalie start, so I had to dump somebody on my roster, and I had a full roster. I liked everybody. I dumped Phil Kessel, and ever since, I think he's got nine points in 10 games. So. Yeah, he's got yeah he's got eight goals in. He's got 17 points in 25 games. Yeah. He had 38 in 70 hey. last it, year, right? Yeah, like he was a bounce-back candidate. For sure. To do For this sure. to me, it really, really hurts. I'll be honest. <laughs> I cry every day. Uh, Nick, fantastic, man. I appreciate you uh, joining. I told you guys, he's a great guest. Give him a follow at the Golden Muzzy. Check out all of his work over at the Fan 590. And if you follow him on Twitter, you won't regret it. So <laughs> tweeting hockey all the you time. Nick, appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> no worries. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Uh, and Maddie Best there as well. Thanks a lot. I'm Chris Meany. Please rate, review, subscribe. Any questions? Again, leave them in the YouTube section. Follow the the link for the description for the code at prizepicks.com. Good luck on the ice tonight. We'll catch you on Friday. Cheers.